Welcome to all those joining us for the Kippi Arochas, Yoridea, Hevichenu, Shultas Nila, Halacha Gimel, Paragraph Dalet. Now, Rav begins the explanation of the mitzvah, why the mitzvah of Nila is on the eighth day after a child has been already living in the world seven days, and to show how it's connected to what we spoke about earlier why Eretz Yisrael was first in the hands of these seven nations before it came into our hands. And in addition, why the world existed for 26 generations before the Torah was given publicly. Based on what we're learning till now, we'll understand why the mitzvah of Mila is on the eighth day. Because for the same reason as we spoke about earlier, why Eretz Yisrael had to first be in the hands of these other nations before it was given to B'nai Yisrael, for that same reason, the child, this male child, has to first experience seven days of Orla. And afterwards, only on the eighth day, do we remove that orla. This is similar to the concept of the fact that Eretz Yisrael was first in the hands of these other nations and only afterwards given to B'nai Yisrael. And the fact that the world existed for 26 generations without the Torah being given officially, and only afterwards was the Torah given. Because the husk must come before the fruit. And the truth is, even during that time that the klipa is, seems to be ruling, the klipa that comes before the fruit, meaning during those seven days that the child is still in Orel, during the time that Eretz Yisrael was in the hands of these other nations, during those 26 generations before the Torah was given, gamoz mekablam chius rakne During those periods, also, the Jewish child, Eretz Yisrael, the world, receives its chiyus only from Hashem. Shemachaya es kulam who is sustaining everything with his incredible kindness. Shehu bechinas which corresponds to that hidden Torah that we spoke about. And that's really what sustains the world. Because as a result of things working in this manner, that Eretz Yisrael was first in the hands of these other nations, that the child is first an orel for seven days, through this, this makes it possible that even when a Jew commits a sin and goes and defiles the holy bris, and when a person is poigen in the bris, then that person is drawing and feeding the orla, the tumor that covers the bris, and, and in, that, in that situation, it would seem appropriate that the world should cease to exist. Because one of the most important things that allows the world to exist is tikkun abris. As it says in a pasuk in Yirmiyah Navi, chapter 33, if not for my covenant, my bris, being upheld day and night, the laws of heaven and earth would cease to exist. 
Because one of the most important basic foundational rules of the entire Torah is upholding the bris, tikkun bris, who can move a zoyer kodesh ubechol asforim, as is written, bris, and it's for this reason that the entire Torah is called bris. as it says in Chumishmois, ushmartem as brisi, you will observe my bris, my covenant, referring to the Torah. Ki ikar haTorah sabris. Because one of the most important elements of the Torah is purity in this area of Tikkun Abris. Ve'ikar kiyum ha'olam yalidei Tikkun Abris. And one of the most important things that allows the world to exist is Tikkun Abris. Kemoshikosov, as the Pasuk says, Ve'tzadik yesoid ha'olam. Ve'tzadik is the foundation of the world. Ve'tzadik human denot ha'bris. And we know the Zohar Kodesh defines tzaddik as one who is shomer habris. So shmira habris is yesoid oilam, the foundation of the world. Vim came, and that being the case, hekev kishotam poigem habris has shown the moment a person messes up the bris, it would be appropriate for the entire world to go back to nothingness. However, Hashem wants good for us. Hashem wants kindness. And therefore, Hashem first put the klipa in place before the fruit. And Hashem made it that a child, a Jewish child, is in the world first seven days with our law before the bris takes place. That even during those seven days, before there is tikkun bris, before there is shmiras bris, Hashem provides life through His great kindness. Which corresponds to that hidden Torah that exists before the Torah was officially given on Har Sinai, the Torah that's hidden in the ten statements of creation. And that makes it possible that even when a Jew commits a sin in the area of Bris, Hashem allows that person to continue to exist with Hashem's kindness. Even though the person was poigim in the bris, there's that backup channel of kindness. That hidden Torah that sustained the world before the Torah was actually given. And Hashem takes a deep breath. Hashem controls his anger and, and holds it back until the person giving the person the opportunity to do tshuva. Now Rav Nosanzal answers a very important question. Based on what we're learning here now, we could understand very well the fact that it says clearly in the Zohar Kodesh in Parshas Vayechi, page 219, that when a Jew commits a certain type of pigama bris, wasting seed, the Zohar Kodesh says, there's no tshuva for that. And yet we know that the real truth is, it's written in many holy sfarim, that respect the Zohar Kodesh, that follow the Zohar Kodesh, like the Shalor and others, She'al hakoil mo'il tshuva, the tshuva helps for everything. So what, what's going on here? Achal pi kol darke ha-toira ha-nigles, bevadai ein mo'il tshuva, al pigam tipe ha-moyach. 
Rav Nassar says, let me explain. Based on the revealed Torah, that's what Israel Kodesh is saying is definitely accurate. There's no such thing as tshuva for a person who wastes the droplets that originate from the brain. Avol, however, yesh Torah ha'ne'elemes. There is this hidden Torah, which is what sustained the world before the Torah was officially given. That hidden Torah corresponds to Hashem's freebie kindness. This incredible high level of chesed is hidden completely from the eyes of all of mankind, except the tzaddik emes. And that was able to ensure and enable the existence of the world before the Torah was given to the world. And that's what sustains this Jewish child before he has a bris And based on that kindness, that chesed chinam, tshuva helps for everything. So it's not a contradiction between what the Zohar Kodesh is saying, tshuva doesn't help. The answer is based on the normal channels. However, there is this backup generator. There is this chesed chinam, this oitzar matnas chinam. There is this Torah ne'elemes, which if a person could connect to there, over there, the, the tshuva would help even for this. Rav Nassim now further clarifies, paragraph A, we had Torah, the Eretz Yisrael, Umitzvah Mila, Shehit Tikan Abris, HaKoyl Echod, because these three categories, the Torah, Eretz Yisrael, and the Mitzvah Mila, which is Tikan Abris, all three of these are really one concept. Because it's impossible for a Jew or the Jewish nation to be Israel without Tikkun Abris, with, which without Mila. As it says clearly in the Navi Nechemil, the Chorois Imoi Habris, Lose Seseret Saknani. I will, I will make the bris, Hashem says, between me and the Jewish people to give them the land of Eretz Yisrael. And as we find in the Navi Yehoshua, where it says, And this relates to the fact that Yehoshua made sure that all the Jews were given a bris mila before entering into Eretz Yisrael. This was based on a direct command of Hashem. Omar Lehem, Yehoshua said to them, You think it, it'll be possible for you to, to conquer and acquire the land of Eretz Yisrael when you are Orel, when you haven't had a bris milah? No such thing. And now we understand why it's specifically seven days of Orla that the male child experiences before having the bris. Corresponding to the seven nations in whose hands the lands of Eretz Yisrael was previously before the Jews took it over. And only afterwards was it given, was the land given to Bnei Israel? After all of us had been circumcised. And this is why the Pasuk says, Hashem says, I will make with you a bris to give you the land. And it specifies, it lists the seven nations. By through Tikkun Abris, we chase away, we remove these seven nations. This is the mitzvah Bris Mila, 
that's given on the eighth day, that's when we remove the seven days of Orla that this child went through. And the Zohar Kodesh uses this terminology that when there's a bris mila, by removing the orla, removing that tame foreskin, we reveal the kindness of Hashem that's revealed at the opening of the ama, of the organ, the organ of the bris mila. What this is teaching us is that this chesed was originally closed, covered up, hidden completely. During those seven days of Orla. And now this chesed is being revealed through the bris mila by cutting away, removing that covering. And this is what enables us to conquer Eretz Yisroel. Because it's all one, the mitzvah of bris mila, and the, mitzvah, and the concept of the Jewish people acquiring Eretz Yisroel are one concept. Paragraph of, we'll continue because Rav Nossam is asked clarifying, and then we'll come to a stop, we'll take questions. Rav says now, because the truth is, the ability to sustain the world when people are far from Torah, so that we need, we need to be able to employ that chesed chinam, that freebie kindness through the hidden Torah, which is also the path to Eretz Yisrael, as Rabbi Nezal explains in chapter 78 of Likud Amran, which this halach is based on, the Iker Kiyum is only through the true tzaddik of the generation. Shehu ish poshut hanal. He is the incredible ish poshut. He is the person, this great tzaddik, there are times when he has to take a break, when he has to disconnect from the Torah. And at that, during those times, he is ish poshut. He is a simple, simple person. And Rabbi Nassau explains over there in Likutimran that when the tzaddik is detached, disconnected from the Torah, he sustains himself during those times through the path, the trip to Eretz Yisrael, the path, the derech to Eretz Yisrael, which corresponds to that hidden Torah that, that sustained the world before the Torah was given publicly. By tapping into that freebie kindness that sustained the world before the Torah was given. And as a result of the tzaddik sustaining himself during those periods of time by tapping into that chesed chinam, that freebie chesed, this enables him to provide his for all of these simple people in the world, the simple Jews who are not obviously and clearly connected to the Torah. Even the other nations of the world. And even those people who are in the lowest, lowest places of Gehenna, the Tzadik Hador is able to provide chiyas from them by the Tzadik Hador tapping into this chesed chino. The Mavur Shon, as the Rabbi Nizal explains over there in Likud Imran, as, 
to, to a person who studies that Torah well, you'll see this very clearly. Because the truth is, the only ones who are really qualified and able to tap into that treasury of free gifts, that power that sustained the world before Matan Torah, are the true tzaddikim. In the Voreshem, as Rabbein Azal explains over there, the only ones who are really able to receive from that during the times that they are during the times that they're very simple people, they're not obviously connected to the Torah, are these true tzaddikim. And once they're receiving from that they're able to share with the Heimechaim Kol Habshutim Shaboyim. And these true tzaddikim are the ones who, who provide chiyus for all of these simple people of the world. Because Rav Nassim explains, the truth is, this chesed chinam is something that's very, very, very hidden and closed. We mentioned that that's like the light of keser, the highest, highest level light that's extremely hidden. And the only one who's able to reveal that chesed and be able to re- receive from that highest place, the shepherd that's needed to sustain the world is the true tzaddik who has achieved the highest level of perfection. Hanokim and Achet Legamri, who is completely pure from any sin. Who doesn't have even the slightest trace of, of Aveira, of Pidam, Afilu Kechuta Sairu, even like a hairbreadth. Umachma Shunoki Legamri, and because this tzaddik is so completely pure, Alkain, therefore, Bechol Mokim Shemichnas Lashon, wherever that tzaddik goes, even when he goes into places of Klipa and Tuma, Moitzei Shon Eloikusai Vechiyusai Vechazdeisbar. That tzaddik is able to discover and reveal the, the spark of Hashem that's found even in those places, places of complete tumah. Because the truth is, Hashem is the one who gives life to everything and everyone. Even those who are very distant from Hashem, and even within the domain of the Sitrachra, which is referred to as the ten crowns of Tumah, Hashem's energy, Hashem's life force reaches even down there. Because without the presence of Hashem, Nothing in the world can possibly exist. So then what's the difference? What's the difference between a holy place and a tummy place? The answer is, It's just that in those places that are far from holiness, There, that life energy of Hashem is extremely hidden and closed. So it's not visible and not recognizable to ordinary people. Therefore, a person who is not 100% pure from sin, when such a person comes to such places of Tumor, that person will not see at all 
the the spark, the holy spark, that that energy of Hashem that's hidden in those places. Because the evil, the negativity, the tumor in those places is covering up the good, the light of Hashem totally. Because when an ordinary person comes to such a place and engages that Ra, that tumor, the Ra doesn't run away from him. The Ra doesn't become negated by him. Because this person is not yet completely pure. But the true tzaddik, who is 100% pure, there is no iota of Ra inside of him. And the Ra cannot attach itself to him at all whatsoever. How can therefore, wherever that tzaddik enters, even in those places that are very far from holiness, places of darkness, of tumor, this tzaddik is able to discover and tap into the energy, the holy energy, that holy spark of Hashem that's found in such a place. Because there is no power of evil that can stand up to this great tzaddik and hide from him the light of Hashem, that holy spark, that's hidden even in this place of Tuma. Since this tzaddik has, a, has reached a level where there's no iota of Ra attached to him whatsoever, and the Ra cannot attach itself to him. As Rabbi Nezal elaborates on this concept, in chapter 33 of Mikudimam. That's where Abinazal speaks about this concept of the, the, the light of Hashem that's hidden in these places of Toma. And now when an ordinary person goes there, they can't see it at all because it's so well hidden, but the Ra is covering it. But when a tzaddik who has eliminated the Ra inside of him completely, completely, when such, such a tzaddik engages any Ra, the Ra crumbles and falls and disappears in front of him. And the tzaddik is able to recognize and see the toy that's hidden even in those places. The came and therefore, at tzaddik emes, the true tzaddik is able to discover and find the presence of Hashem, the life force of Hashem everywhere. Even in those places that are far from, from observing the Torah or having any Torah there. The Alkane, and therefore, this tzaddik is able to receive energy and life during those times that this tzaddik is seemingly disconnected from the Torah completely. When he's ish poshut, he's able to receive that chiyas from the hidden Torah that sustained the world before the Torah was officially given. Shehu hachesed chinam which corresponds to that freebie kindness that sustained the world during those 26 generations before the Torah was given. And by this tzaddik tapping into that chesed chinam, he's able to provide chies for all of these simple people, all of the people who seem to have no connection or very little connection to the Torah. Shekoyrin prostakis, which in Yiddish we call such people prostakis. 
The word trust means like a person who has no holiness, no purity. Even those who are furthest away. Because this tzaddik can reveal that freebie kindness, Shahu had Torah Hanelemis, which is that hidden Torah, Shemelam which is hidden even in those places that are far from any obvious connection to Torah. The However, this ability of the tzaddik is dependent on Tikkun Abris specifically. Because the Zohar Kodesh tells us the title Tzadik refers specifically to one who is Shomer Habris. Because the main focus of the Sahara is to get us to commit sins in this area, the area of purity between men and women. But Tzadik, the not Habris, and therefore a Tzadik, a true Tzadik who is Shomer Habris, who is pure in this area completely, the Kovash Yitzrayan conquered his Yetzahara, the Omad ben Esionis rabbis, and withstood many tests. This has enabled this tzaddik to really defeat and suppress completely the side of Tumah to the point where all evil in the world falls away and, and removes itself from the presence of this tzaddik. And therefore, this tzaddik has the ability to reveal the chesed that, that's found, the hidden chesed that's found everywhere, even in those distant places. This is the chesed that sustained the world before the Torah was given. Any questions? Question in the chat. How is having a, how did having a bris mila help the Jews to conquer Eretz Yisrael? We mentioned psukim that showed us there's a pasuk tzaddikim yirshu eretz. Tzaddikim will inherit the land, and we just said the title tzaddik refers to tikkun abris. We know that bris is the sphere of yesoi, and eretz yisrael is referred to as malchus. And again, before you can acquire the malchus, you need the tikkun. You need the tikkun of the yesoi, the tikkun abris. Any questions? Why didn't they have a bris in the midbar? The answer is because they were traveling. They were constantly <clears throat> moving around. One of the reasons that's given is, and it would have been sakona, it would have been dangerous during this travel to have a bris mila. That's one of the reasons it's given. Nelson, I guess it's interesting that with all the miracles in the Midbar, there's still a concept of not relying on a miracle. I mean, they're, they we're completely surrounded by miracles 24-7. True. True. We're told that when a person doesn't have to rely on a miracle, they shouldn't. They should. They should not. There in the Midbar, they didn't really have a choice sometimes in terms of how they got their food, how they got their water. And this is why the Zohar Kodesh tells us in Parshas Noyach, when the Zohar Kodesh speaks about the different leaders, the different Jewish leaders that the Jewish people never had a trustworthy shepherd like Moshe Rabbeinu, who was willing to put his life on the line 
for the people of his generation. When Noach was told about that there'll be a flood, Noach did not really plead and beg Hashem to withhold it. And as Oyer Kodesh tells us, that even Avram Avinu, when he was made aware that Hashem wants to destroy the cities of Sidon and Amora, and he did pray, but he didn't go as far as Moshe Rabbeinu, Avoloi Kemoshe, not like the level of Moshe Rabbeinu, who literally put his life on the line. And he said to Hashem, if you forgive the Jewish people, fine. The Imayin, and if not, erase my name completely from the Torah. Take a look over there in the Zohar Kodesh and Parashas Noyach, where the Zohar Kodesh draws the contrast between Noyach versus Avram Avinu versus Moshe Rabbeinu. Because the truth is that Sadiq of the generation, everything depends on him. Because based on the merit of this Sadiq and based on his holiness, that's what gives him the ability to reveal the incredible hidden kindness of Hashem. And this chesed has the ability to sustain the world at all times. Even when the world is very far from Hashem, very far from the Torah. No matter what, there always exists this hidden kindness where no sin that we commit, no negative force has the ability to touch that hidden kindness, to, to harm it in any way, to block it in any way. And that's what gives the ability for the world to exist always. However, all of this is dependent on the power of the great Sadiq of the generation. Because the truth is, Hashem created the world originally only with Chesed kindness, which is this Chesed we're speaking about here. Bechinas, as the Pasuk says in Tehillim, chapter 89, the world is built with chesed. However, after the world was already created, everything is dependent on the tzaddik of the generation. Because it's based on the power of the tzaddik and the will of the tzaddik that will determine the existence of the world, and everything depends on him. and and therefore, even during the generation of the flood, where the world was so evil and everything, had there been a tzaddik of the caliber of Moshe Rabbeinu, who was capable of revealing this hidden chesed, the world could have continued to exist. And because of the fact that Noyach was not a great tzaddik as Moshe Rabbeinu, and he did not put his own life on the line the way Moshe Rabbeinu did. And therefore, he did not reveal that hidden chesed then. That's what allowed there to be this horrific flood in the world. And it destroyed the entire world.
And even Noyah was forced to hide in this teva in the arm. Even though Hashem has or Hashem wants to save a person, to rescue a person, Hashem has every means in the world to do it. However, once Hashem gave permission to the destructive angel to go destroy, and there wasn't a power, a tzaddik, big enough to reveal that hidden chesed that could protect them. That's what required that even Noyach, this tzaddik, was forced to go into hiding, to hide himself tremendously. Because the tzaddik is the Torah. The tzaddik is the chesed. We know that Moshe Rabbeinu is Bigimatria 613. The tzaddik is the Torah. And, and the, the, the Torah, the tzaddik, is the chesed of Hashem. And therefore, because Noach did not have the power to reveal that chesed, therefore he had to be hidden from, from the view of the eye in order he had to hide in order that he should be completely hidden. Just like the, this great kindness of Hashem was very hidden at that time. And that, that only that allowed that there should remain something in the world. That the entire world wasn't destroyed completely. That Noyach and his family and the animals that were in the ark were saved. However, Moshe Rabbeinu, when he was told that Hashem wanted to destroy, Moshe Rabbeinu put his life on the line immediately. Which is what enabled him to reveal and activate that hidden chesed that sustains the world during all times. And this is what enabled Moshe Rabbeinu to eliminate the decree, to wipe out the decree of Hashem, and the world continued to exist, and the Jewish people continued to exist, even though we worship the golden calf and the miraculum, even though we did such terrible things. Because this hidden chesed has the ability to sustain the world always, even, even when we go against the Torah. Question in the chat. Would Auschwitz, the concentration camps, be counted among those places of tumor where the great Sadiq could reveal the hidden chesed of Hashem? The, the answer is yes. I believe yes. But again, unfortunately, there weren't Sadiqim at the time of the caliber that were able to do this. And now we can understand. Now Rav Nassim is going to tie this to another chapter on the Kutuman and give us a, a, a clearer picture of what's going on here. Now we can understand why Moshe Rabbeinu said these words, if you forgive the Jews, fine. If not, erase my name. Now Rav Nassim goes back to the first Rashi in Chumash, where Rashi says that the Torah should have just been a book of mitzvahs. 
And the Torah shouldn't have given us the whole story of creation and these other stories. Such as the basic mitzvahs, because that's what the Torah is really all about, fulfilling the mitzvahs. All of the stories in the Torah like, for example, from the beginning, from the first passage of Bereshis, all the way to where Hashem prevent, presents the first mitzvah to the Jewish people upon leaving Egypt, which is Kiddush HaChodesh, Shehim Mitzvah Rishon, that's the first official mitzvah that's given to the Jewish nation. And so to the other stories, that appear throughout the Torah afterwards, that all of that wasn't, it would seem, wasn't really necessary. And in addition, even by the description of the mitzvahs themselves, there seem to be extra words that aren't really necessary. The Hainu, Mashanemar, Eitzel Roiv HaMitzvahs, the fact that we find by most of the mitzvahs in the Torah, before the actual mitzvahs presented, it says Hashem spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu saying, This this is called divrei Torah, the words of the Torah, besides the actual mitzvahs of the Torah. Because the essence of the Torah is the actual description of the mitzvah, not all of those extra words that surround it. However, Rav Zal explains now, based on chapter 22 on Mikut that all of the stories in the Torah... <coughs> And all of these words that surround the actual mitzvah, and that are not part of the actual mitzvah, like Vayedaber Hashem Amoyshaleimar Vayom Hashem, Zehu Bechinas HaTorah HaNeelamesan. That's the hidden Torah, which which that's not the revealed mitzvahs of the Torah. Shehu Gavoya Yoser Min HaTorah Shabenikla, which is on a higher level. Then the reveal the Torah, then those sukkim in the Torah, which actually speak about mitzvahs. Shehu sisrei Torah. Those stories and those other sukkim represent the secrets of Torah, the hidden Torah. And as we explained earlier, that hidden Torah corresponds to the freebie chesed, which is what sustained the world before Matan Torah. Shem Mekayim Oyelam Koyim Matan Torah. Shebozeh Mekayimim Ho'ilam Beis Pshitusam Ubeish Rechoykim Torah. It's with that chesed chinam that the, the, when people are not obviously connected to Torah, that's what sustains them, and that's what sustains the people who are far from Torah. As Rabbi Nezal discusses this in a different chapter on Likudimah, not chapter 78 in part 2 of Likudimah, which our halach is based on, but rather in chapter 22 in part 1 of Likudimah. Rabbi Nezal explains there that these words in the Torah Vayedaber, these divrator, these vayedabers, and these words, they represent the hidden Torah. And this explains the first Rashi in Chumash, which quotes the Meklish, which says that Rabbi Yitzchak commented about the opening words of the Torah, that the Torah begins with the words, in the beginning Hashem created heaven and earth, Rabbi Tzvah said the Torah really should have begun from the first mitzvah that was given to the Jewish nation as a nation upon leaving Egypt, which is the mitzvah Why does the Torah begin with all of these stories from Bereshis? And he explains 
Bishvil Koyach Masov Higil Yamoi, because Hashem wanted to show us, to tell us, the Jewish people, the power of His actions. I created everything. I made everything. Which would enable the Jewish people to conquer Eretz Israel, because the other nations would want to claim we were here first. But by Hashem saying, I created everything, I made everything, I did everything, that means Hashem is the owner. Those other nations that were there were there only as tenants, residents. And the moment Hashem wants them out, they're out. This is tied into what we said earlier. Sherbi Yitzchok, Mak Sherbi Yitzchok is asking, Mipneima misaperes lanu atoyin avdosh kol elu hasipurim she'ein kosuv b'hem shum mitzvah. Why is the Torah giving us all of these stories, the story of creation, these other stories, which don't have any obvious mitzvahs revealed in them, when we know the Torah is a book of mitzvahs? Vaheteretz she'kol elu hasipurim. And the answer is that all of these stories are what's going to enable us to conquer Eretz Yisrael. <laughs> because it's impossible for us to conquer Eretz Yisrael without Hashem making it clear that He made everything. Which is that hidden Torah, which is what sustained the world before the Torah was officially given. And this is why the Torah provides all of these stories. Because all of these stories that appear in the Torah before the mitzvahs. They are this hidden Torah. And in fact, the Zoyokada shows that the deepest secrets of Torah are found in those stories. Because they are the main secrets of Torah, which are found in those stories. And this is the concept of the hidden Torah that sustained the world before the Torah was officially given, before the mitzvahs were given. This is what enables us, the Jewish people, to go ahead and conquer Eretz Yisrael. And that's why the Torah wrote all of these stories, to show the power of Hashem's actions, could they lift by Sheretz Yisrael to enable us to conquer Eretz Yisrael? These stories are this hidden Torah, which is what gives us the ability to conquer Eretz Yisrael. That's the Derech Eretz. The Pesach says, Derech Eretz, Derech Eretz means going out to work. Derech Eretz means where there's no obvious Torah. And that's what precedes the Torah. And that's called Derech Eretz. That's the path to Eretz Yisrael. That's the path to us acquiring Eretz Yisrael. But Moses says, understand this well, because this is a very powerful concept. And so we conclude, therefore, that all of the stories that appear throughout the Torah, and all of the words of Torah that are not actually present, presenting the mitzvah, these are the words that are surrounding the presentation of the mitzvah. All of those are in the category of the hidden Torah, secrets of Torah. That hidden Torah, which is what sustained the world before the Torah was officially given. And that's what enables the true tzaddik to 
to sustain the world at all times. Even when we committed whatever terrible sins we committed. Now Rav Mosesal is going to explain just to finish this thought. Now we understand the words of Moshe Rabbeinu. When Moshe Rabbeinu says to Hashem, all right now, if you're willing to forgive them, good. If not, erase me from the Torah. What Moshe Rabbeinu was referring to there was all of those times that his name is mentioned throughout the Torah. All of those parts of the Torah. This, those are the portions of the Torah, like the stories of the Torah, which are not actual presentation of mitzvah. However, Rabbi Nezal reveals to us that this is the hidden Torah. This is the secrets of the This is a deeper Torah. This is the hidden Torah, which is on a higher level than the revealed Torah. says, this hidden Torah is Hashem himself, literally, who is sustaining the world through his freebie kindness, meaning this is the highest level of Hashem, like the Keser. This is what enabled Hashem to create the world originally with his kindness. Without any Isarusa de Lesata, this is something we mentioned many times before that when it came to the creation of the world, there was no one in existence to generate any Isarusa de Lesata to justify Hashem's creation of the world. It was pure kindness of Hashem. It was pure Isarusa de And therefore, Hashem definitely has the ability and the chesed to sustain the world at all times, even when we're not justified in existence, even where our pinishpat, we don't deserve to exist. We committed terrible sins. Because who could tell Hashem what to do? Hashem isn't forced to play by the law. However, Hashem, after he created the world and after he gave the Torah to the Jewish people, he gave over his will to the Jewish people that we are the ones who decide, we are the ones who determine. Especially in the, in the hands of the tzaddik of the generation, the Hakoel Toli boy, and he is the one that decides and determines everything. This is why Hashem hinted to Moshe Rabbeinu and he said to him, And now I'm so angry at the Jewish people, leave me alone, leave me alone. Hashem was hinting to Moshe Rabbeinu that it's all dependent on him. He has the ability not to leave Hashem alone, to hold Hashem back. And therefore, nowadays also, the only one who's in a position to reveal this hidden chesed is the tzaddik of the generation who is like Moshe Rabbeinu. He is the one who must reveal this chesed. Why? Because Hashem has already turned over everything into His hands, the Hakol totally boy, and everything is dependent on Him. What are, what are we talking about? The answer is the Gemara says that there, there was a debate between Rebbe Eliezer and the other rabbis, and Rebbe Eliezer said, "If I'm right, 
let there be a miracle, this miracle, that miracle. And the rabbis, Rabbi Yeshua said, no miracles. I don't care about miracles. Hashem gave the Torah to us down here on earth. It's in our authority. Stay out of it, Hashem Kaviochem. Leave the miracle. The miracles don't, don't count. We are the ones who Hashem has given the authority to decide. So Hashem gave over his rotsam to the tzaddikim amitiyim. This is where the Pasa Hashem spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu. This is the hidden Torah. This is the The words Vaidaber means to speak, but the word Dabar also means authority, kingdom, leadership. This means that Hashem gave over the leadership to Moshe Rabbeinu. He represents the tzaddik of the generation. The word daber means leader. As the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, one speaker, one leader in a generation. Because now, after creation, after Matan Torah, the control Hashem has given over the controls to Moshe Rabbeinu, to the Tzadik Emes, and he's the one who has to reveal this hidden chesed, I apologize, we're going into a little over time, but we're going to finish this thought. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu said, if you're not willing to forgive the Jews, erase me. Because Hashem, if you're not willing to forgive the Jews and you're not willing to allow them to continue to exist with that hidden chesed, which is represented by those portions in the Torah where it says Hashem spoke to Moshe, then came then erase me from the Torah. Because if that's the case, why should my name be mentioned throughout the Torah? Which implies that I'm in control. And I have the ability to sustain the world with that hidden Torah. But now, if you're not willing to allow the world to exist, through me, vim im kain mochenino, then erase me. The tafsar and hoga estochalabad, and and will return the authority to you, Hashem. I'll give back the authority. I'll give back the control to you. The ato biatznacha bevadai tucha lekayim oil mechasedecha, and you yourself, Hashem, you certainly do have the ability to sustain the world with your kindness. It's just that out of your infinite kindness, Hashem, you chose to give me that power, me, Moshe Rabbeinu, to give me that ability. And that's why my name is mentioned all over the Torah, to show the Jewish people that Hashem gave the authority, the control to Moshe Rabbeinu. But if now, if you're not going to accept my prayer, and you're not going to forgive the Jews. Then erase me. And then all the power, all the authority goes back to you. And you sustain the world by yourself without the tzaddik's intervention. And therefore, by Moshe Rabbeinu using this argument and revealing this hidden chesed, this hidden Torah, this is how his prayer succeeded. And right after he said those words, the Pasuk says, Hashem took back his decree, Hashem nullified the decree. And the world and the Jewish nation continue to exist, even though we did the terrible sins that we did. 
והכל על ידי החסד הזה. All through this high level of kindness, this hidden, שהוא התוירה האלמס, which is this hidden תוירה, שהוא מקיים העולם תמיד, which is what sustains the world at all times, even at the worst times, when we are behaving the, the, the worst manner possible. Baruch Hashem. Any questions, please? With this, we completed this thought completely and the explanation of this mitzvah. <clears throat> and now Rabbi Nussan is going to use this to lead into the topic of a slave, a, a slave, a, an Evid Knani, and how an Evid Knani is also supposed to have a bris milah. And Rabbi Nussan is going to give us tremendous insights in that. Sorry that we went a little into overtime. Now the next shir, the next Likuti Aloha shir, will not be on Thursday morning because I'll be in transit at that time. I'm traveling to France for a wedding of a very important person, a person that's made a very important contribution to Breslov. The next Likud HaLachashur will take place a week from now, next week, Monday morning, Yitzhashim. Wishing everybody a Shavuot Tov, the Surah Stoivos, Gula Shleimah, and Herod Yanema, Amen Yonim.